Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. in the building, um, two people just outside the building, one person out on Pine Island Road, and two people lost their lives uh, in the hospital. It's a horrific, horrific day. Or he knows the school layout. He knows where everyone would be at as of right now. He, he's been in this fire drills. He's prepared for this stuff. He went up and down the hallway, just banging and shooting into the classrooms. He shot through my door and broke the window. Oh, my God. When I saw them lying on the ground, it was after we had been escorted, and they were, they, they were dead. They were covered up, and they were dead. from our colleagues at uh, Global News, which really underscores the horror, the carnage of what happened yesterday at this high school in um, Florida, Broward County, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, 17 dead, 17 dead. As I said yesterday at the end of the show, as news was coming in on this, I never want to get to a point where we're numb to this. I never want to get to a point where we shrug at this. I never want to get to a point where we're not shocked by this. But when it keeps happening over and over, what more is there to say? It's really sad. It really is. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know why it keeps happening. I don't know why this is so unique to the United States, what it is exactly. Is it guns? Is it something else? It is a combination of a whole bunch of things. When you go through other kinds of crimes, theft, burglary, assault, uh, rape, whatever... The U.S. is a very normal country. There's nothing unusual about the U.S. when you look at these other crimes. When it comes to murder and gun deaths, the U.S. is a real outlier. So there's something. There's something unique. There's something different. There's something particular going on there. But I, I can't quite put a finger on it. We're fortunate to be in a country where this kind of thing isn't the norm. And I suppose we can take that. But are we? Are we unique? Are we safer? And what prevents this from becoming the norm in Canada or anywhere else? Right? I mean, maybe it, maybe it has to do with, with guns and gun laws. I don't know. But I don't think we should avoid talking about these things. I don't think we can just shrug and say, well, what are you going to do? These things happen. 
thoughts and prayers, and uh, we'll just wait for the next one. People impacted by this, this was pretty uh, moving. This was Melissa Falkowski, who's a teacher at this school, speaking yesterday just about how awful they all feel. I mean, just how helpless they all feel. You train for this, you prepare for this, you have these emergency drills, you do all these things. And you're still counting bodies. Um, you know, we've made a lot of changes to safety protocols this year. Um, I, you know, as led by one of our assistant principals, and um, you know, I, I think that is what you know helped us be so prepared. I don't think we could have been more prepared than than we were today. I mean, we had we talked to every single class period that sat in front of us, you know, about what to do in this situation, in in a in a bomb threat, in a fire drill. Like we went over every safety, and every single teacher did that with every single you know class that they had until the kids were tired of hearing about it but they knew what i mean they knew what to do we knew what to do and and even still even with that we still have 17 you know casualties 17 people that aren't going to return to their families and to me that's totally unacceptable and and from a from my personal viewpoint it's time for congress government somebody to do something and it's time to talk about what the problem is and try to fix it right isn't it shouldn't it be why wouldn't it be? Uh, if this was an ISIS terrorist who attacked this uh, high school, I think the conversation would be different. If these were gang members who had attacked this high school, I think the conversation would be different. Why do we feel so helpless or feel as though there's nothing that, that we can do or nothing that can be done when it comes to a situation like this? But I think there's a need for some leadership, and I think people like that are obviously looking for some leadership. Uh, U.S. President Donald Trump chose not to comment yesterday. Uh, He was on Twitter. I'm not sure that was late last night or early this morning. Uh, But they made the decision that the president would make a statement. I think it was around 9 o'clock our time today. Here's what U.S. President Donald Trump said. In these moments of heartache and darkness, we hold on to God's word in Scripture. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. We trust in that promise And we hold fast to our fellow Americans in their time of sorrow. I want to speak now directly to America's children, especially those who feel lost, alone, confused, or even scared. I want you to know that you are never alone and you never will be. You have people who care about you, who love you, and who will do anything at all to protect you. If you need help, turn to a teacher, a family member, a local police officer, or a faith leader. Answer hate with love, answer cruelty with kindness. We must also work together to create a culture in our country that embraces the dignity of life, that creates deep and meaningful human connections, and that turns classmates and colleagues into friends and neighbors. Our administration is working closely with local authorities to investigate the shooting and learn everything we can. We are committed to working with state and local leaders to help secure our schools and tackle the difficult issue of mental health. But what does that mean? Otherwise, that's just that's just thoughts and prayers. That's all that is. And we keep hearing this after each mass shooting. 
well, it's not guns, it's mental health. We need to focus on mental health. We need to do something about mental health. Ask yourself, what has been done in any of those instances? What changed? What difference was made? How was mental health addressed in any kind of meaningful way? There's nothing there to explain what's going to be different this time around. It's buzzwords. It's a distraction. It's hand-waving. If you really want to do something about mental health, then maybe outline a strategy. What exactly needs to be done? What exactly are you going to do? And how's it going to make a difference? How would it have made a difference here? Right? And I don't think that's a, an unreasonable bar to set. How would it have made a difference here? Or in the last mass shooting? Or the one before that? Or the one before that? And I think that also applies to, to the conversation about guns. I don't think talking about guns is politicizing this tragedy. I really don't. I, I think well-meaning people want to understand why this happened and how to prevent it from happening again. And given that the common thread through all of these is a gun, it certainly seems like a logical place to start. But again, if you're going to advocate something specific, then I think you need to make the case for how it would have made a difference. Are you talking about banning certain kinds of guns? Are you talking about making certain kinds of guns harder to get? Are you talking about banning certain kinds of people from owning certain kinds of guns? What exactly are we talking about? Some interesting comments on the Senate floor today from Republican Marco Rubio. As we're talking about this conversation, and, and he makes this point, and he makes it eloquently. But look, and, and I think, you know, people like this, they're, they're going to get tarred as intransigent, that they're in the pocket of the NRA, that they don't want to, to tackle this issue. And maybe it's true to some extent for some of them. But it's also true that there should be a, an honest debate around all of this. Here's what Senator Rubio had to say. Hence the challenge for why it's so hard to find something that works. And there are a lot of proposals. And I'll share the ones because I've heard them before and I hear them today and I'm not diminishing them. I don't want this to be taken as because it won't work, I don't even want to hear your argument. I understand, I really do. You read in the newspaper that they used a certain kind of gun and therefore let's make it harder to get those kinds of guns. I don't have some sort of de facto religious objection to that or some ideological commitment to that per se. There's all kinds of guns that are outlawed and weaponry that's outlawed and or a special category. The problem is we, we did that once and it didn't work for a lot of reasons. One of them is there's already millions of these in the street. And those things, they last a hundred years. And so you could pass a law that makes it hard to get this kind of gun in a new condition. But you're going to struggle to keep it out of the hands of someone who's decided that's what they want to use because there's so many of them out there already that would be grandfathered in. You can do a background check. The truth is, in almost all these cases I cited, the individual either erroneously passed a background check or would have passed it or did. It, again, uh, even if they couldn't pass the background check, then they could go. The, they could buy them the way MS-13 does, and other gangs and other street elements do, from the black market. Again, not because we shouldn't have the background check. I'm just trying to be clear and honest here. If someone's decided I'm going to commit this crime, they'll find a way to get the gun to do it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have a law that makes it harder. It just means understand to be honest. It isn't going to stop this from happening. Our number here, 974-8255. We'll take a quick time out. We're going to come back. We'll have some time for your calls, some more thoughts on all of this in the aftermath of this uh, horrific uh, mass shooting at a school in Florida, 17 dead. We're back with more right after this. 
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.